0: In the 90s, Nickelodeon had hit after enormous hit. For decades, these shows would launch the careers of young performers who would become major stars.
1: But behind the scenes, the casts and crews say they faced painful incidents of harassment and abuse, including child predators working in their midst. Now, the victims are finally speaking out, revealing the true dangers of putting children in the
0: spotlight. Quiet on set. The dark side of kids TV. An ID true crime event starts Sunday at 9 on ID and stream on Max.
2: Ready to celebrate International Women's Day?
3: 2025 qx80 coming this summer
4: hi chuck hello everybody hi jen hi hi you're feeling better thank you well you can ask me just about anything you want relative to the music and the show uh certainly uh uh i'm happy to be thank you for inviting me today and and uh and talk about something that really is unfair and it's unfair to the people we care about the most which is our fans
2: well, you go. I want to hear. Yeah, tell tell me everything. I want to hear. All right. Well, let, let me start with
4: with one element about the show, and and I think you guys uh, certainly Tori and 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 Jenny can corroborate this. Amy is that the first five seasons that I was there, I did basically five different television shows. <laughs> wow. First, the first show was called The Walsh Family Show. Yeah. Second show was called. High school hijinks, as we just <laughs> threw balls in the air and did twenty nine episodes. The third show was called Senior Year. Yep. Yeah. The fourth show was College. Yep. Yeah. And the fifth show was Goodbye Brenda, Hello uh, Tiffany. Wow. So there were five completely different television shows with the same characters, but with different vibes, yeah. different goals different uh budgets (laughs) and that's where we should start on on uh season one and two okay um we had the lowest license fee in network television being uh uh uh, working for the fox uh, broadcasting company which really at that point was a broadcasting service not a network yeah as i used to tease uh peter chernan a lot anytime (laughs) we asked you to pay for something you became a broadcast service and anytime we did something controversial you were a network you know wow. it, was, it was you know but we did not have enough money and you guys can remember you know some of the scenes that we had we had a lot of montages and we had long scenes with very few setups unlike <laughs> you know your movies that you've been in or tv mm-hmm. whatever, that had much more production value we didn't have that so I had no idea.
0: The- we thought you guys just liked writing those, putting those in, that it was a choice.
4: Your father would roll his eyes every time I would say to him, "Aaron, form follows function." Man, if we don't have any money, we got to do it this
2: way. And can- and and he would, yes, Amy? Uh, here's my question just so people can understand. So like, especially since we were talking about Aaron, so compared to Dynasty, um, Love Boat, Fantasy Island was 90210 like like peanuts compared to those shows? Half of the Well, a peanut? well
4: from, a, from a budget listen. We, we, you know, I first of all, I want to acknowledge to your, your fans that listen to your podcast week on week. This one's a little different than, than most of them because the business it becomes dominant and especially when you're talking about music, because music is not free.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but, uh, yes, I mean, you know, they you used to call and I'm sure you have mentioned on this show before ABC stood for Aaron's broadcasting company <laughs> in the years that I started in the business in 1977 yeah. and moved it through to 2007. That was my, my run of, of, of television. But, um, you know, the network business was a very flush business. And Aaron, you know, was a very um cost-oriented producer. He didn't like to waste money, but at okay. the same time, uh, when he wanted to spend it, there was really no holding him back on that. Oh my god, it's um, like
0: me in life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: But you you had to get it from someone.
2: No, this but. is super interesting. Okay, keep going. So you're you're talking about. So, you know, season one and two.
4: So the idea being that how would we have a production that would appeal to our core audience, which was teenagers, which was kind of a brand new thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, Fox was experimenting with a lot of different things. And if you look back to what Fox had its first season, it wasn't teenage kind of stuff. It was uh Really, some high end talent. George C. Scott, the famous actor, was mm. sitcom. James Brooks was there doing Tracy Ullman, which led to The Simpsons. Was 21
2: Jump Street toward the beginning?
4: And 21 yeah, Jump Street, it's, could you bring that up? Because I was going to bring that one up because 21 Jump Street had a lot of pop music. Oh, and wow. they had so Man. much pop music that they actually put the credits of what songs they were using. During the end credits.
2: Oh yeah, that's sort of familiar to me. Wait, can I ask a question? Like back
0: back then, what were budgets? Like what was an appropriate budget for a million dollar long show? Yeah.
4: For whom? (laughs) For (laughs) us. No, no. the budget that we proposed to make uh, uh, for the show was a uh, was just over a million dollars, and that was rejected by Mm. uh, Duke um he by by the you know the person who really would talk about the budget and that so our original license fee from fox was about seven hundred thousand dollars wow. and um and was, it was, was Allie mcbeal on then
2: later no that, later. McBeal. that was later oh okay.
4: break break my heart there were two great pilots one year <laughs> for fox one mm-hmm. was Written and produced by David Kelly called Ally McBeal, and the other was written and produced by me called Soulmates. And Allie McBeal won, and Soulmates never did not get its 10 year run. (laughs) Oops. But anyway, that's a water under the bridge. Sorry.
2: Wait, since we're going there, this is very interesting. So if the network pays essentially like Spelling Productions $700,000 to make this show, do you have to make it for $500,000 to have profit?
4: Oh, well. The other amount that the spelling company put in, I even think it was lower. I think it was like closer to $500,000, but they were a smart enough company and had a big enough foreign sales that they added that money into it. And that was about 150 more. But we were 100 to 150 to $200,000 less than any other television series. The other thing that you have to remember from seasons one and two, which I know Tori and Jenny Uh, most likely remember is that our crew was not a union crew it was a non-union crew and that was a real gamble uh both on fox broadcasting company and and spelling being a a willing participant in that to um go and, and and try to effectively make uh low budget television and in effect break the Alliance for Television Studio Engineers, Mm -hmm. the below the line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was the the, the plan. And that is really the only reason that I'm talking to you both today so many years later, because (laughs) um, Aaron could not, and Duke, they were the spelling production. They had great relationships with unions. Um, They did not put their name on, they could not put their name on the show. So instead, they found... uh, a company to work with, uh, propaganda, of course, a CAA company. And they worked together. And and I and since Aaron couldn't put his name on, he had to find someone who would. Here is and, and fortunately he hired me. Why he hired me, by the way, is because of I did a lot of movies for television. That's how I really got by mm. in the 80s. There were a really? few series saying elsewhere and 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 northern exposure before I came to, to 902 and oh. But pretty much I wrote movies for television. I wrote movies about women, I wrote movies about kids. Mm. So and you know, Tori, your dad, he's a complex human being, but boy, did he can he scrutinize a, a a problem and figure out where he would have to land. You look, wow. you know, everybody, you go back to season mm-hmm. one and the older fans who remember that where there was Ferris Bueller's Day Off and French Prince of Bel-Air and Parker Lewis Can't Lose on the Fox Broadcasting Company, which okay. is a show that they loved <laughs> as opposed to us. They had to get used to. And and uh, and there were others as well. whole High from Disney. Mm-hmm. And Aaron looked at that lineup and went, hey, I cannot compete. They all want me to be MTV. I am not MTV. I don't know how to be MTV. I know how to be good television, and he had that in his background with a show from the '60s called Mod Squad, yeah. which was one of the few things I watched when I was a teenager. It was Mod Squad, uh, The Smothers Brothers, and Mission Impossible. Those were my mm-hmm. three ad- t- so shows. When you those.
2: when you say Aaron's name wasn't on the show, Aaron's name wasn't on the show. Am I like After
4: the first five seasons? Not as an executive producer. I was the sole executive producer for two seasons. In the third season, he made a deal with Darren Starr to get his name as an executive producer as well. But it was front credits, not end credits. Uh, And I stayed on the show for the two years of college. I did 143 hours of television in in five seasons. That's cramming six and a half years of television into five seasons. Boy, would the Writers Guild like orders like that right now, huh? But we uh, you know, it was a very hardworking show. And I um I knew uh, about two-thirds of the way, a half of the way through season five, that and I would tell this to Karen, uh, you know, this show is really trying to kill me, Karen. I got I can't do this anymore. This is the best thing that's happened to us creatively and financially, but I can't do it. I can feel that. And I and just too hard work, too small a staff. Too many episodes. I leave the show in May, and at 43 years old, I have a heart attack in the first week of July.
2: Do Tori and Jenny, do you feel that way? I mean, I know you love this show, right? But do you feel like it worked you really hard? Oh. Yes. Yes,
1: we do. We're both nodding yeah. our heads. Yes. But we had nothing it was grueling to compare And we were we got to go home at the end of the night. You guys yeah. had to
0: write. <laughs> There were everything wrong. you're talking about, Chuck. Like Jen, do you remember this about it being non-union the first two seasons? I remember the non-union. Now that he's bringing it up, definitely because that was a big hubbub
1: around I'm... when the show decided to go union.
0: I can't remember That's that right. part. I remember the propaganda. I'm like, oh, is that where that
4: they mm-hmm. came in? Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was a very big thing. You guys, you guys were waiting in the wings when they were having their meeting, um, and to vote and. You know, they were having the conversation among themselves. And the only people in the room who weren't union were myself and and Paul Wagner, who had just come on as the line producer at that point. And um we uh and um you know uh and Shannon had actually taken the microphone and and urged everybody to go on strike that they deserved more money that they didn't these hours were too long blah 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 blah, blah. and i got on the, the night i said well you know just realize that we are a terribly low rated show we've only had two or three episodes airing by that point even right. though they were really good hello but <laughs> we were low aired so what did it matter and um and i said if you vote to strike i i can't guarantee that we'll be working tomorrow Mm-hmm. And we won by one vote. Well, Only one vote did they come back to work. You cut wow. to season two mm-hmm. and they decide to try to go on strike again wow. and go on, it become a union television show. And I remember Paul um, Wagner, uh, my dear friend and really my production partner in all of this, saying to them, look, if you go union, that means that we can hire anybody we want for any job. Right, we're right. not strict to that. And um, and they passed it by one. It passed by one, and the next year that came back, your friend, you guys friends, remember that he was such a nice guy. And I know it was Eric Lopez, Eric Lopez, yeah. the golfer, and and Jason's mm-hmm. good. Friend. He was, if you remember, from seasons two to three, he was the only one who was brought back. And I think it was because he was Jason's golf partner. Tell you the truth.
2: Oh my God. Okay. We all love I have two, loved him. And everybody loved him. He hung out with you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have another question for you, Chuck. So, right? one, okay, two actually, two. So as shows go, and we're talking season one-ish before it blew up that summer, right? Sure. Were, were they, Tori, Jenny, the whole cast, paid significantly lower than, say, 21 Jump Street when they started? Like... Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know that. If I they were paid being
4: paid, they were being paid lower than had the show been on ABC okay, or okay. CBS. I, okay. I can't judge from the other, yeah. but I did know. Bringing since you brought up Judge Street, and since I know the focus on this is music, that we um, that we knew that if we that if we did some music and we had the propaganda people, and let's <laughs> understand something about propaganda. They were the hippest people in town. They were doing all the music videos for for Madonna. They had the great director David Fincher under contract. Mm. They had um, Michael Bay under contract. They were just they were and and they had and they were doing Twin Peaks. The production, right, right, Twin right. Peaks. So come on, they were they were really something else. And they had brought us some people to say these people know what the hip songs are, and you mm-hmm. can license them, and they'll be your 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 company.
1: Look, we all know that a healthy diet and regular exercise is key when it comes to feeling your best inside and out. But if you feel like you are putting in the work, you could just still use a little extra help getting rid of unwanted fat in stubborn areas of your body, Sono Bello can help. Sono Bello doctors use micro laser technology to help you lose fat in areas like your tummy, thighs, or even your arms. Nothing can take the place of a healthy lifestyle. But it is good to know that Sono Bello offers ways to help you achieve the results you are looking for. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Schedule your free consultation, learn all about micro laser fat removal, and ask about their techniques to remove loose skin. Sono Bello is running a great special right now, by the way. Visit sonobello.com omg. That's Sono. L-O-B-E-L-L-O slash O-M-G.
5: Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639.
1: Like the tubing mascara, you know, the one with the turquoise tube everyone
0: is loving. I can be pretty picky when it comes to beauty products. And I'm a big fan of Thrive Cosmetics, especially because they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty free.
1: They're made with clean, skin loving ingredients, high performance and trademarked
0: formulas and uncompromising standards. And their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. Plus, I like how Thrive Cosmetics gives back. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive.
1: They have so many products to choose from. I love their brilliant eye brightener. Just apply some to the inner corner of your eye and it's like an instant eye lift, you guys. You can even use it as an eyeshadow. And they have 16 shades to choose from.
0: Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an
1: exclusive 20% off your first order at ThriveCosmetics.com slash 90210.
0: That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 20% off your first order.
2: Before you start talking about this 60s episode that we really want to talk about of the of, you know, how you describe like your year, your, your time on the show, the how it was five different seasons. Do you have a favorite of those of the different incarnations, the Walsh family, the high school years, senior year, college, the Tiffany years? Do you have a favorite? Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, there was, you know, uh, sure I do. And, but I love, they're all my children. I love them all. (laughs) And I love things that you all did in them. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, some episodes worked better than others and this, but I, again, go back to this. I was hired to do basically bring a movie of the week sensibility, exploring (laughs) teen issues. Yeah. And, and so, um, and we were in for a big surprise, when we turned in, when Darren Starr and I and our staff turned in our first proposal for the first six episodes, and they were all rejected. Wow. Every single one of them rejected because they did not want a serialized television show. They wanted individual episodes that each had a beginning, middle, and end, which at that point was because it was better for syndication. Right. You know, the 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 soaps. And 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 I'm sure this came from, you know, the experience that your dad had with Dynasty and the others just didn't play as well when it right, wasn't first right. run. And by the way, that was what 90210 didn't play as well when it wasn't first run. So because of that, Barry Diller said, let's bring them back in the summer. Let's do 28 episodes. Let's just do more and more because the, the kids want to watch new m- material. Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't want to watch repeats. And so that was, um,
2: you and know, He still avoided my question there which, which, is- which He said he can't pick. He can't pick. <laughs> Do you? Because ha- because I would say right now with the episodes we're in, because we're we just talked about Divas. T- I mean, this it is thriving right now. Like I love season four. I mm-hmm. love it. So yeah. So to me, this is like season one was not my favorite. And it, then it's just gotten better and better. Do you Did you feel like it was because everyone was firing in all cylinders? You guys just finally knew exactly what the show was. Like, can you pick?
4: My favorite season is season three, senior year by far. Okay. Uh, this is a high school series, and that's how I perceive it. And okay. um, I'm really glad that you liked uh, season, Stings in season four. Um, the, the fact is, is that... Um, we were blown away by the uh divas, the, the three the three episode arc of it. Uh, it was um and and you know, I'm sitting here talking and because I, I consider Jenny a friend, I can say, Okay, here we do, we put Jenny nobody says Look what you did to Kelly Taylor, especially after I left. They made her go through this
2: <laughs> right. hassle and this sort of mess. You left stuff. me.
4: Look <laughs> what they did. I did. They did. Not Charlie. Charlie didn't do that. They did that. But, the, but the fact of the matter is, is that when we wrote, uh, you know, okay, Kelly Taylor is going to go on and be the lead of mm-hmm. um, a Tennessee Williams play. I didn't know if you could do that, Jenny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't come. You didn't come to my office. Jenny? Would you like to do Tennessee Williams? I didn't function that way. It was like, we're going to do it. We'll it, It'll work. We'll cut her out. But the the great performances by you, Shannon, and Tracy Middendorf. I agree. I mean, they were they were some of the things. And by the way, when I, and people who know the, 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 the podcast that I do with Pete, we mm-hmm. often talk about that we were just astounded that uh, Shannon found her in season four, found her sea legs. Yes. And, and, and she found it starting with the um, time has come today and then through Divas and then through the end, she she reconnected with the character that she had, um, had, was so ambivalent about. Yeah. You know, how can you play the part, Brenda, when you know that there's a bunch of people out there for whatever reason saying, I mm-hmm. hate Brenda. And you're Brenda. But what they is said, that that I hate Kelly
2: mean? and Jenny played
4: it no not like not like not like it wasn't organized in the same wow. way they, that was a that was a thing and and it was double I and mean, we had this argument um <clears throat> i think tori certainly will remember this jenny you might but a current affair was mm-hmm. uh on every night on and at seven o'clock we'd come on at eight other shows would come on at eight hosted by bill Riley. Yeah. And Bill Riley went after Shannon every week, every week, whatever he could, he would. And it was the only time I ever called the president and said, back off. What are you doing? Yeah. You have this guy. And then and then the other one, which was great about season one, you know, season one. One of the reasons, Amy, that you like season four so much more than number one. It's yeah. Number one I had to battle. I, I had to have conversations with censors. I right. had to, we we're talking about high school kids. And that was what, you know, the focus was. So what they would say, what they would do um, was, was, was really, was, you know, really part of the um, uh, gestalt of it. But, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, I, I loved the senior year because I thought that that really had the, it was, season two was the hardest season for me of the five because it wasn't in real time you know it's we, you know when you're in high school uh, you know you're most kids are talking about it, when they get to what was my SAT score what college am right, i right, going right, to right, where right. am i this and this and and that was uh and we started that out and um and i and i personally just because of my nature of writing movies for television i particularly liked episodes that were not serialized movies having an end so so
2: interesting i mean I love the serial. I I could talk to you all day because this is so fascinating. I love the serial aspect of the show. Well, let you
4: talk to iHeartRadio, let's just talk all day.
2: That's fine with me. I'm tired. I don't do anything. Jenny and Ian and I had a fascinating conversation in the last week or whatever about that episode when he outs Mike Ryan and just how, even though it's dated a little bit, it still feels so current and the issues and addressing abortion with with andrea and it's just like you guys were so ahead of your time in leaning into these you know
4: what's number issues. number one in that and it's really crazy because i didn't know you know i didn't watch most i put these episodes on i watched them every night when they were on live and then i put them away and so i didn't really watch a lot of the episodes for a lot of years and then you know started getting back to it but um our second episode, which was a female centric episode. Uh, and it was, cause that's what we had to do then. Season one, one for Brandon, one for Brenda, one oh, for wow. Brandon, one for Brenda, one for Brandon. Oops, one for Kelly, <laughs> which was perfect Oops. mom. And that changed it all up, believe me. And then, and really the only two, she had that one. And then of course, uh, Dylan got his breakthrough with, um, isn't it romantic, the AIDS mm-hmm. episode. Mm. And, and Tori, yours came along, A little later but still in season one with um the sat and Mm -hmm. the idea of your of of a learning disability Mm -hmm. um the fact that a show is you know so a show could be dated right it's third we're talking about these shows that we made 30 years ago and that's going to be really part of my argument about why the music has to be restored but nonetheless um the second episode we did was every dream has its price tag and it was about shoplifting Mm -hmm. And in there, you will hear dialogue spoken just perfectly natural and in the time about white privilege. Mm, mm-hmm. That to me was how do we know to do that? Well, the writer was into that. she wrote it. and Amy Spees. and so it was it, it was that. But we had all of these issues and Aaron Aaron thrived on it. He loved this part of the show. He mm. wanted this. it was his it was his vision. So when we finally connected, After with the Gulf War and our shows came back and um, and all of a sudden we were getting 750,000 viewers more a night. He was so he was thrilled with it. And I really loved the first year and the second year, because that's when I really got the chance to work with your dad, Tori. Mm. After that, he got so busy. He wanted so many shows, you know. he's your father, you know, the man so much better than I did, but what motivated him, what he wanted. And we, I just lost my access to him. I mean, when when Hmm. we were the only show that that was there, he and I were on the same floor in the same building. I'd walk down, we'd hang out. We talk about the things. Uh, I remember very clearly when he said to me, you know, with Donna, you know, that Donna should be a virgin. And it was like, Yes, absolutely. She should. There was so that was, was his idea. That was, was that your idea or his idea?
0: Not mine. I never knew where it I came from. This... I always suspected, and people say like he kept his daughter a virgin, but was it literally his idea?
4: Oh, absolutely. And by the way, <laughs> the entire first writing staff just went, "Yeah, that's that's." I think I think it was the second writing staff it was the Wasserman's and I. We just went, yo, yeah, that that makes perfect sense because wow. we were able now to differentiate yourself. And what I loved about it, I watched an episode uh, yesterday, uh, the one where, um, not my favorite in season one, but surprisingly holds up well, where an old boyfriend comes back into to Cindy's life. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's a and, good one. And yes, yeah, so the, 17 adult, year the adult-themed one. Yeah, and, that's a good um, one. And, and, you know, seeing that, and seeing you know you 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 would be dressed you know provocatively stylishly <laughs> but you know a girl and and so but it didn't matter because certainly if I, you were for whatever reason a, a, a virgin at that point okay. you could dress like that you just you know would blend in but not actually sure. uh, be doing the deed as it were so mm-hmm. um you know it was So I I really did miss that aspect of it. And I think that part of the problems that we had with our music and losing our music in the way we did had to do with the fact of how much was on the company's plate at that point, Mm -hmm. how much time had elapsed, and that neither uh, uh, Darren or I were around to um, make Mm -hmm. a case.
1: Whose idea was it to do a 60s flashback show?
2: Mine. That's why you don't like that I didn't like it.
1: It wasn't just you that didn't like it. None of none of us were really crazy about that episode.
2: Well, I'm going to go
4: more to the quick on this, Amy. And this is not a criticism of the three of you or anyone, iHeartRadio or anybody else's names are up here in this. You're not watching the television show I made. So right, right. Of course you didn't watch it. Here's what songs, let me just go through something. Here's what songs you didn't hear on this episode mm-hmm. that you didn't like. <laughs> Monday uh, Monday Monday by the mom and I'm talking about about now we're talking about the soundtrack and were these in the original airing yes these were the original airing this was the second most music that we had in the entire five years I did the show the only show that had more music licensed was commencement. And that in season three, our graduation. Sure, yeah, yeah. And that Mm -hmm. was a two-hour episode. This was and that was a that's
2: an amazing, brilliant, perfection episode.
4: I'm glad you think so.
2: Sorry, I still don't like this one.
4: Well, I still (laughs) don't think
2: I'm I'm gonna send you I'm gonna have Pete
4: send you the episode. And you're gonna hear it with the With the
2: music. Ooh. But keep keep explaining the music because I'll still give my argument why I don't love it. But go, okay, you, go. Well, you can and do sorry, Tori and Jenny, but, I'm just getting I'm, so I'm sorry I'm freaking out. This is such a fascinating. This is like should yeah, be a well, college well, class, well, class to me. Like yeah, you are know, well, passionate about it. I taught
4: I taught in college, so I know those classes. This I took um,
2: classes like this and I would, oh, if I could have taken this class or take it now, oh my God. I would go back to school for this class.
4: Yeah, <laughs> what <laughs> but, but, but but Berkeley wouldn't carry it. They would tell you, you have to go to UCLA, Amy. <laughs> uh, anyway, Woodstock, it opened with Joni Mitchell singing Woodstock. Mamas and Papas doing Monday Money on the Jukebox. These oh, Boots wow. are Making for Walking by Nancy Sinatra, yeah. which was the which was the song. There were two songs in the 60s that had to do with the soldiers. And that was one of them. And the other was... Um, I ain't no fortunate son. Or yep, yep. Bad Moon Rising was also any guy who mm-hmm. served in Vietnam hears that song and yeah. back in the in, in the fields. So anyway, we had For What It's Worth with the Buffalo Springfield mm-hmm. on the radio, we had the the coolest song that uh really catches the 60s for your audience to write this one down. It's called Reach It Out in the Darkness. And it's it's I think it's so groovy now that people are finally getting together. That was the number one teeny bopper 60s song of the time. Um, Everybody get together by the love uh, Youngbloods, you know, chance. Time has come today, which was the psychedelic song. And many people probably took their, not Charlie, but many people probably (laughs) took their psychedelic trips, uh, uh on that i was not a partake in in psychedelics by the way because i was fi- i was fearful that i would lose my mind so i never did that but same that, don't that don't song, you
2: same same a lot of same over here.
4: we had where you love like kevin by donovan we had um uh all we are saying is give peace a chance yeah. by john and yoko god that was all ex- this is expensive music and then we had the last thing one of the most beautiful songs Uh, It's a Dylan song. We had it by Richie Havens saying uh, the times they are changing, which is when Brenda drives and meets the woman who wrote, had the diary.
2: Right, right. That's by
4: Richie Havens. You didn't hear one of those songs. So it's pretty hard for you to see where the music supported the the dramaturgy and the two connected Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and were very much. And this happens, you know, the stuff that, that CBS Puts out there and people watch is a lesser product. It's yeah. not the show that that I made with your father, and I and I made that argument to David Staff at CBS. I made that argument to the National Academy of Television. I made that ad- argument again and again and again to ep- episodes by people by CBS, and the response. And this one is really going to infuriate you uh especially you uh Jenny is when I really finally I had a good agent you know who I didn't for a long years but a, an old agent of mine became a very powerful agent and 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 it and when I said I wanted to talk to somebody at CBS on the distribution side because they keep saying no to these reasonable proposals and I I talked to a guy, I'm going to let his name out of it, but he's the man who claims that he told Paramount to buy Spelling Entertainment. And he's the man who told me, when I talked about all this music and all this stuff and uh, how our loyal fans are, et cetera, et cetera, he said, yeah, but it's too bad none of your your stars really are are big. Mm. And one week later, Luke Perry died. Oh. One week later from that conversation, where the whole world stops to remember our 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 brother in arms, our 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 friend, our lover, our 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 the soul of this television show. And this is a and, and and that doesn't jive with the corporate mentality on looking at an issue that is a money issue. And I kept trying to go back to them and say, "Let's just take 20 shows from high school. Let's just take 12 shows from high school because what it matter of those three seasons, just pick them so that the audience can understand what was about this show. You watch the original episodes of this show with the '90s in order, mm-hmm. not thrown out the way that they do, and decide not to show them. Uh, and And you realize that you are watching a documentary about what life was like in the '90s. Yeah, That's what yeah. mattered mm-hmm. to me, you know, when yeah. I did went into television. When I went and, uh, excuse me, first news and then television, I did that instead of becoming a history professor, which is what I wanted to be part of me and was actually uh, accepted to University of Texas to do that program and and be part of that. And, and so here I, we, we create this show that is a direct reflection of the 90s mm-hmm. and there's nobody to see it. There's no way to see it because CBS won't take 20 episodes 14 episodes I don't care how many episodes and donate them to UCLA or Wisconsin and let our fans know that it's going to be there. So, so what's going to happen? I've got the one, I've got all the ones I've got and the my my heirs will be instructed when they read my will to just let them all put them all out on the internet.
1: Look, we all know that a healthy diet and regular exercise is key when it comes to feeling your best inside and out. But if you feel like you are putting in the work, you could just still use a little extra help getting rid of unwanted fat in stubborn areas of your body, Sono Bello can help. Sono Bello doctors use micro laser technology to help you lose fat in areas like your tummy, thighs, or even your arms. Nothing can take the place of a healthy lifestyle. But it is good to know that SonoBello Bello offers ways to help you achieve the results you are looking for. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Schedule your free consultation, learn all about micro laser fat removal, and ask about their techniques to remove loose skin. Sono Bello is running a great special right now, by the way. Visit sonobello.com slash omg. That's Sono slash
5: omg Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabey. Anabey, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out. Where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply.
0: Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC injectable gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition.
2: In layman's terms, like just kindergarten explanation, the reason so the first airing, it had all that music. And then the reason it doesn't now is just purely because it would be too expensive to continue to license the music in those episodes. Like, what's the kindergarten no, that explanation? Was a, yeah, well, that was
4: okay. You, you, that, that is a good question. That is the question. Why did they do this? And one of the reasons that they did it, um, have a couple, and I don't want to get into some of them because I, I, I just don't. In this forum, I, I'll tell the four of you that when we're not being recorded, if you don't mind, if you understand, I want to protect people's feelings and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. But the fact—oh, don't that- protect our feelings. We're fine.
4: Not us. <laughs> not <laughs> us. We and have, no have no pretty much. Yes, I understand at a certain point. <laughs> um, but the um, the television had always gone. It was interesting, you know. It what what really bothers me about the television industry. And I, and I compare this to music and film. Mm-hmm. In in music, working with the federal government and the Library of Congress, they have the, the the all the great tunes that they they add thirty pieces of music to it, and they say these are the great songs that were written in the twentieth century.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: They do the same thing with film. Hello, the American Film Institute. Television doesn't do this. Mm-hmm. Television is about. The the quick hit, we're popular, we're hot, we're making money. God bless the world. Mm. And so um, when they they get to a point, when the business starts to change, people get real worried. In the late 80s, right before um, Fox started, Fox started in 1989, and they started because they knew that network television was in decline. They could see there was a way there that what had been for all of those years weren't ha- wasn't going to be happening in the same mm-hmm. way. Well, the same at the end of the 90s. What we had was HBO and Showtime. Mm-hmm. And that's where the heat was. The heat was not on network anymore. And the networks didn't, how are we going to do our stuff? What are we going to do? <clears throat> and so what happened also during this period in the late 90s is Napster. Oh yeah, and what Napster did was take away a huge profit zone from the recording industry, and they decided that the way they were going to get it back <coughs> was to to um, charge much more to the television people. Oh, really? And and that's what happened. You know, interestingly enough, as you know, when I the only the show that I did after nine hundred two and zero was I did. Dawson's Creek for one season, and I was not really very much of a creative producer on that one. All, all things being truthful, but I was a bit used to the, the business stuff that I had learned, and I had worked with the president of of Warner's, who basically said, "We're not going to pay <coughs> that much for our music anymore. We're paying way too much. Why should we pay so much if we're giving them?" An opportunity
2: right. to get
4: the the promotion. Why should we do that? And that was Bob Daly, and that's who I had. I I felt I worked for, <laughs> even though I was Sony. That so, makes, there's
2: some sense. That makes sense. There's
4: some that makes sense. Absolutely, but but the thing was is that you were paying, no matter what you were paying for, you were paying for a song you wanted, a song you went after, and there was something about the What what gets me a little bit and what I think the spelling company is is complicit in this one area, is that those first people from propaganda only bought our music for two airings. Got it. Because nobody believed the show was going to last. So they only did two airings.
2: So is that the difference between like a show like Grey's Anatomy that has so much amazing music is because they're licensing it in perpetuity or something from the Correct. beginning?
4: Correct, yeah. Amy. Okay. And then what happened after that, instead of going... Spelling went in kenny miller um uh, mm-hmm. who who was really uh was was so important to me while I was making the show he was as I was as close to Kenny as I was to Paul, and yet after I left the show, it was Kenny who supervised stripping all the music away, really yeah, and he worked for the company. he had to do what the company told him to, to do, yeah. uh, but he never told me <laughs> that was going on or that it was be doing but but be that as it may the um the music it's itself um, that that was there were, you know, were 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 songs that we had made a deal with. We had when it was acceptable to the seller. So, um, right. you know, some of the songs, for instance, some of the songs, when you think of season two. Mm-hmm. Losing My Religion, R.E.M., mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other Side of Summer, Elvis right, Costello, right. Wicked Game, uh, Chris Isaac. Happy shiny people, REM. Huge songs. Mm-hmm. Friends in Low Places, Garth Brooks. Oh my God. Damn, and then moving forward, Damn, I wish you, I was your lover. Mm-hmm. Why? Kathy mm-hmm. Dennis from Prom that night. Um, Blood is Thicker Than Water, and and Mia Mori from Color Me Bad. So this Those is. Those were my... songs that were were we, we, we paid for, we did it. I came when I came to CBS, <clears throat> I thought, okay, let's just double the price of it and they'll do that. Mm-hmm. But they did they wouldn't. So the idea of saying to all 298 episodes, forget about it, right. And that's when I picked working with Darren Martin, Sarah Page Hall, uh, you know, all, some of our real, real super friends and fans who may be listening as, as we speak, to help me select what episodes to use. Mm. And these were the ones that I just wanted preserved, some of which had good music to it, too. For instance, if you were going to do a music centric episode, you'd have to do Fame is where you find it, because there's Brenda, mm. doing, uh, Laverne, right? And you guys doing that, you right. know, It's My Party, and, and whatever else was being done, all the fun stuff that was there. But the episodes that we looked at, the 22 episodes we asked them to put away, was the uh, the first time. Mm -hmm. Darren, uh, do you need me to describe what the episodes were?
2: Well, wait. So here's what I have to tell you. I screwed up because I've been asking so many questions that we ran out of time. So can we have you back again in a couple weeks to continue this conversation? Because we have oh yeah, to but work. I
4: probably won't be as nice. Uh, that's if, okay.
2: That's uh, okay. You can. That's okay. You're in a good mood today. So can we continue? We're going to do a part two of this because it is so fascinating. Can we have a you lot back? Of stuff in a, it is
4: and it is very yeah. different for your mm-hmm. audience. So I appreciate your yeah. patience. And, no,
2: I love it, and I do want to get into. I do want to get into. I think the music would have improved the 60s episode but i still I, want to debate you. yes for sure i have a question
0: amy i don't even know if you can remember but when you watched it the first time through do you remember liking this episode when it had the original music back in I the day I,
2: the episode is I like, it well, I, I it. Also, like it didn't really, exist really see this one stands
0: yeah. out so much to me but it's
2: because of the wardrobe i
0: think that we got to wear it so that's how i remember yeah. it originally
1: mm-hmm. and the music i mean the reason that we're talking about any of this is because the music is just as as important to Mm this the storytelling as any of the other elements of the right
4: and we needed it and we did it and we Mm -hmm. put it together and without it it, what you're saying to the fan the fans i i didn't when i come back i will read you what our fans wrote about what they write about Mm -hmm. not having the
2: music there yeah yeah we get a lot of comments
4: because this is about the fans yeah and if we and by the way it's about one other thing too uh minor this is very minor and i know you got to go but this is this is this i would like my grandchildren to profit from the hard work that i made i am sure. a proper participant on this show sure. that's why i can be retired and live in venice beach and and i <laughs> god bless you. the giving tree yes i do yeah. Thank you for all you know as i remember the day that uh mr spelling uh when he decided that it, it, the, the bachman is head of uh uh Business Affairs kept running in and saying to him, Char- uh, Aaron, are you sure you want to pay him this amount? If you pay him this, this is for the rest of his life. And your dad, did you quote your dad on this story? He said, I like his wife and kids.
2: Ah! <laughs> I get like it him. though. If you create something, it's like taking a book and changing the, the middle pages.
4: It's just this really fundamental lack of disrespect. Yeah. And they didn't yeah. make the show. Yeah, and I get Aaron that. amount
2: did the same thing, to happy days. They
4: did it to, um,
1: I mean, uh, beyond the, the profit sharing of it all, which it strikes a little trigger <laughs> in me. Uh, I am going to move past that and I'm going to say it, it's really about preserving a, an iconic yeah. show yeah. that
4: deserves and I just it. Said, just take a sliver of it. Start with this, see how it does and beg them to become the industry leaders. And, uh, uh, if anybody knows the book Unscripted by James B. Stewart, uh, you should read it. It's about Sumner Redstone and Les Moonfest, and you'll understand where the money went.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, well, we're going to continue this for sure. I'll yes. email you, and we'll have you back in two weeks, because I want to talk more yes. about this. It's really interesting. Well, I just like...
1: You're so knowledgeable. We, we, we miss this sort of voice on our show, because our show is not really... To that. This I, isn't the temperature of our show, usually, and you understand that. We're, we're, we have a lot more fun with it. I, instead know, of getting I was, to all the details, and the but to each their own, but we, we really appreciate when you come on and you give us this insight and all the, the real well, thank dirt. You.
4: And, I, and I like coming on cause I get to be with both of you. And you two, Amy, yes, These two I spend a lot of time with.
1: It's always the best to see you. Always the best. I have a lot. I
0: have a load more questions. Thank you for. I know me you. too. Okay. Love you. Love to Karen. We'll talk to you soon.
4: We'll see you then.
1: This
0: show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we all get obsessed with what we want to change about ourselves in the new year. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference.
1: That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.
0: BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy.
1: Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot